You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. go this is our very first episode of the thunderquack podcast quarantine zone i am uh, one of your hosts michael cohen and of course uh with this new uh, uh, show that we're doing uh, specifically for this trying time in our lives uh, i'm going to be bringing on some special guests people that you maybe aren't used to to hearing from on thunderquack um but there will also be some familiar voices I, I, that I've got on the schedule coming up and uh, I'll talk about that at the end of this live stream. But I, I, if you don't know, the Thunderquack podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com and uh, you can, uh, you can get the Thunderquack podcast every Tuesday early on Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash thunderquack, or you can go uh, uh, to your podcast service of choice and get it late on Friday mornings. I, but, uh, but this is a special thing. So we're doing this live. Um, hopefully you guys can hear me right now. I it, let, let us know in the chat. I, I, if, if you can hear us and, and, uh, and, and what you guys think and, and, and please interact and, and, and be a part of it. Um, but, uh, for this episode, for our first episode of the quarantine zone, uh, I am very excited to uh, to have uh, my good buddy Joe Hogan on the show. Joe, how's it going, man? I'm doing as well as anyone can be these days. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I, you know, it's 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 something else. It's something else. This is a it's a weird experience. Um, I it, it's a it's a it's a it's a new thing for all of us. I think uh, it's been a it's been about a hundred years since a since a, an issue such as this cropped up, um, and I, I it's it's definitely the first time uh, for for our generation to really be experiencing this. I think SARS kind of like I don't know I was a bit too young to to really like grasp what was going on too much uh, to really care. I was one of those dumb kids that was like yeah whatever it's not affecting me. <laughs> Um, but, but with this one, uh, obviously it's a lot more serious than that. And, uh, and, uh, now that I've got kids, everything is terrifying. Yeah. I so, can imagine. um, just walking down the street is a, is a nerve wracking experience at times. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is, this is just, this is one of those things. It's uh, monumental, man. It yeah. Is, this is literally like our generation's thing that we're going to yeah. be talking about forever i think honestly i think this is going to change the world um for better or for worse hard to yeah. say but i do think we're definitely going to see uh there's going to be a difference when this is all said and done i, I do you know what hopefully it obviously goes as smoothly as as our officials are pushing for it to um but you know, this is—it's—it's it's like life before 9/11. We're gonna say, was it? At, can you even remember what it felt like before that? But it's, I think it's gonna be the same kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty uh, jarring, of course. But yeah. But uh, but you know, we're not gonna focus too much on that because we got uh, 
we got fun stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. there are lots of things to keep us distracted, and uh, and and that's what we're we're here to to kind of dig into some of that stuff. Um, Joe, I, uh, a lot of people online might know you uh, as as a Star Wars guy, Star I Wars am. artist. Uh, you know, I just I just realized I'm not um, I'm not recording this in any way, and I was oh, planning oh, to pull it from the stream. But if the stream's not doing well, then uh, then it's going to be choppy. So I'm going to start recording with Skype. Okay. Uh, I think I think we're okay because I had the volume going before you brought me in, and I heard cool. everything. Uh, and everybody in the chat seems to be hearing us too. Oh, okay. Uh, every cool. time I cool. checked a few comments, and it said everyone could hear nice. us. Excellent. So, okay. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you are, you're a, you're an official star Wars artist. I am technically an official star Wars artist <laughs> by way of you. Um, hey man, it's the same, the same way I became one, yeah. the same way you became one. So you went through the same, uh, <laughs> you put your blood, sweat and tears into those, uh, yeah. Those cards into as those well. Sketch cards. So. Um, so we we have that we have that wonderful uh, uh, sort of honorific on our on our Star Wars geek cred. Uh, uh, it's a little there's a little card that you get if you're a real Star Wars fan. Yeah, that, uh, and and ours <laughs> say Star Wars artist with a little asterisk next to it. Um, right. Uh, not didn't actually work for Lucasfilm, but uh, <laughs> um, I think technically I haven't either, even though it was through Celebrate because it mine yeah. uh, was through Acme. It was the Acme show, like, yeah. and the paycheck was had Acme's name on it. So I don't think I qualify as a Lucasfilm Star Wars artist either. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, but but you've done some really cool stuff in the past with your like uh, uh, web comics, like motion comics, and that sort of thing. Um, that people, maybe a couple of people uh, that that are that are tuned in right now might know about. But uh, but if not, where can they where can they check that stuff out? Where can they where can they see all your beautiful, amazing art? Uh, well, right now my YouTube channel, I'm taking a break from, so normally that stuff would be up there. Yeah. Uh, but everything else, you know, Instagram, DeviantArt, it's Joe Hogan Art is, is the tag for, for everything. So if you awesome. want to follow me, Twitter, whatever, you know, that's, it's, I'm on all that fun stuff. Awesome. I, cool. Well, I, let's get into some geeky chat. Let's, let's talk yeah. about some nerdy Please. stuff. Um, man, where do you want to start? You want to start with Star Wars or you want to start with Ghostbusters? We, I mean, either one. Well, I will say this. Um, you know, before all this happened uh, in October, yeah. I placed an order with someone for a proton pack replica kit. And um, it was actually, I don't know if how familiar with uh, Carla Claire, your audience is, who is uh, one of the hosts of the Wampus Lair podcast. They'd be more familiar if you ever bothered to come on any of the podcasts that I invited right, on to. But, uh... well, well, <laughs> Carl Carl came to New York in uh, yeah. October, and we did a whole myself, Carl, and my girlfriend Tita. We dressed up as Ghostbusters, and just went to all the film locations in in yeah. New York. And people ate it up. People loved it. Took pictures with us. Like they thought it was like the greatest thing. About three idiot Ghostbusters running around. It was so much fun. <laughs> so I went home that night, and I was like, I need a. Pro I'm done. I need a proton pack. I've wanted one my whole life. And yeah. I ordered it. It's coming tomorrow. <laughs> like it's, and I'm like, I've waited so long. I waited my whole life for this. And then I've waited since October. This thing is, I'm putting on gloves. It's immediately going in the back. I'm not bringing it through the house. And it's just going to sit yeah. in my screen house for the next 
week and a half just to be safe. So yeah. I'm so frustrated, but I'm excited it's finally coming. It's 72 hours is apparently the 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 lifespan of uh, of of the coronavirus on on, on on surfaces on on a surface. Okay. Um, okay. So I th- I don't know if that was a hard surface or I don't know how how cardboard is going to do, but I think you'll be safe after a week and a half. All right. <laughs> I think you'll be good. Um, so anyway, so Ghostbusters is very much in the forefront of my mind right now because yeah. of this nonsense. Well, you know, I uh, lots of movies have been getting delayed. Lots of things have getting been getting pushed out. So far, Ghostbusters Afterlife is in the safe zone, um, and uh, and I think it's far enough out because that's what that's June or July. Uh, July, it's either the fifth or the tenth. I can never remember. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think right now we're safe. Um, but, uh, but AMC movie theaters did, did announce that they're, they're going to be shutting down for six to 12 weeks, um, in a lot of the major cities. So, um, like 12 weeks is a long time. That's basically the whole blockbuster, uh, summer season. Right. Um, but, uh, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife can sidestep that. I mean, I, uh, like we've been waiting for this movie since, 1989 right so um we 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 briefly thought maybe we were gonna get a new ghostbusters movie but it turns out that they made this other one and just put the label on it um Mm -hmm. we won't get into that whole thing (laughs) i mean we can i'm always ready to lock and load on that one thunderquack listeners know how i feel about that movie um (laughs) i feel like i feel the same way yeah valiant a valiant effort but not a ghostbusters movie um i maybe i I like Ghostbusters in the same way that the the that uh, cartoon and live action series was Ghostbusters, right? The one with the with the gorilla uh, as one of the <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's like okay, you know, we have all of these different Ghostbusters, and that that counts. But um, but yeah, man, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I I looks like it it's it's going to be. I mean, we haven't really seen all that much, right? But but yeah, just kind of knowing you, the creative team. It, it, when it, when do you think we're gonna get a a, a new teaser? Because the last one was, I believe, December, right? Yeah, it was the first one, and then there's nothing ago. since then. Um, yeah, wow. I I mean, you would think uh, probably in the next month or so. Um, mm. Certainly uh, before, uh, or if not coinciding with Black Widow. Right. Um, Because that's kind of that that movie is going to mark the beginning of the the or was going to because it's been delayed. Right. Yeah. It's Um, delayed indefinitely now. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, Universal. It was. Yeah, it was Universal. Right. That that announced that that they're um, that they're going to be releasing a bunch of their stuff. I I that like uh trolls is the is the first one that like it hasn't come out yet but they're gonna just release it straight to vod mm-hmm. um uh for trolls world tour um and uh and a bunch of the movies that they've got in the theater right now um they're gonna be they're gonna be throwing on vod uh actually i think this friday um so uh like i it i'm waiting to to see if anybody else follows suit on that there's a there's a very real chance that 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 this could kind of be the moment that that changes everything for film distribution where they find out mm. because they're forced into a situation where they're going to release Trolls World Tour 
like just to everybody right to when, watch it whenever you want it watch it in the comfort of your own home and find mm-hmm. out oh actually actually maybe we can make a lot more money doing it this way um and i'm not saying that they're going to do that and then it's not going to come out in the theater it'll be in the theater as well it's like here we go we release it in the theater but maybe vod is like two weeks later in the same way that digital comes out um and then and then two weeks later the the physical copies of things come out Um, right and and we might start to see a, a model like that where it's like okay the first two weeks are the theaters um and i can see a world where where uh movie theaters are making deals to say like theater chains are saying like oh we want we want one month exclusivity on black widow um mm-hmm. or like the eternals or 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 uh doctor strange 2 or whatever right because they know that the marvel movies are going to draw an audience the same w- would be said for star wars or fast and the furious or any of the the really big franchises right now so i could see a world where that where that exists that that mentality um is happening mm-hmm. but um i it's kind of we kind of just been waiting for something to force uh hollywood's hand on it um and i think like like there's a there's a a a partnership with brick and mortar theaters that 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 i think that people are reluctant to to let go of um and i agree with that i mean like i i love going to the movie theater but i also i also feel like movie theaters are a little bit a little bit antiquated uh at this point like the, the the multiplex is a little bit of a it's a little it's not a great experience right um and and things like the alamo draft house down in the states i haven't managed to to go to one yet because there isn't one uh, anywhere near me but um but i but i hear from so many people that it's such a great experience and and there are other theater chains like that and here in 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 canada um we have with cineplex uh they have in some of their locations it's called vip and it's basically the same idea. It's big, comfortable seats, um, mm-hmm. basically love seats with an armrest that you can put up or down in the middle um, if you want to if you want to get cozy with the person that you're at the movie theater with, um, which why <laughs> wouldn't you? Um, and I, I'm not just talking about when I go with Crystal. Uh, I, 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 get, I cuddle <laughs> up with whoever I'm with if they want to. You and I, if we, uh, if oh, we can catch uh, absolutely we would absolutely um no doubt about it uh just bring our own little blanket and and sure. uh, and and get cozy i and and they serve alcohol and it's vip 19 plus so so they can serve alcohol and and uh, and then they bring food like actual food not just you know sour patch kids and popcorn right uh to your to your uh, uh to your seat the last time i went amanda and i went um to to see uh, uh birds of prey and uh actually that was the last time that i was in the movie theater and i'm kind of glad that i went as crazy as i did because we got i got like i got like like buffalo chicken fingers and uh, uh cinnamon donuts <laughs> like fresh made cinnamon donuts sour patch kids a big uh, iced tea and i was like this is excessive i spent about 40 dollars uh just on snacks at this movie and was like, I think I kind of overdid it, but now I'm thinking back and going like, well, go out in style, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it, it. Hopefully if, if, if worse comes to worse, some of these movies start to, to get announced as VOD. Um, so, so that we so don't have to wait. Are, are you cool? There's actually, um, 
a question in the comments here. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name right. Is it Kier Kirsten? It's Sherston, actually. Sherston? Sherston, I think. She'll, okay. she'll, she'll let me know if I said it wrong. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not seeing the question. questions come up in the chat so I'm gonna I'm you read it out I'm gonna see if I can figure it out all right yeah I'm gonna read it right now it's uh she said what are your guys' thoughts on these straight to VOD releases and the concept of the quote-unquote blockbuster as in the concept of saying I want to see this in theater theaters rather than wait to watch it on my TV and I would like to kind of adjust it a little bit and ask you other than the fact that you know, obviously, we want to keep theaters closed for the duration yeah. until the point that it's safe to go. But, you know, kind of jumping on that question a little bit, what do you think about, um, are there any exceptions for you that you would rather wait to be released? Like Ghostbusters. Do, would you rather wait to see Ghostbusters in a, during a time when it's safe to go see it in a theater and have that theater experience and have those, you know, you know, the giant screen, the speakers, and, you know, that kind of experience where you're in a comfortable, you know, recliner chair. Or would you rather just, no, I want to see it now, release it now, you guys make your money back. Um, if you had a preference, uh, are there any yeah. exceptions? Because obviously we don't want these st uh, studios to go bankrupt, but are there exceptions for you? Um, no. Uh, I, uh, I actually... I. I quite enjoy uh, my home viewing experience. I, <laughs> you just don't want to deal with people. Uh, it's it's not even that. It's like I I'm I'm happy to go out to the movie theater as well, but um, I but it it doesn't. I don't know. It it there is a ritual to going to the theater, and and I think that that's an important part of it. Um, and certainly with the big releases, uh, the, the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies, um, we have a whole thing. We go out to a very, we go to the IMAX theater, which there's only two uh, screens in Vancouver uh, for IMAX. So you go one or the other. Um, we go out to one and we go to the Spaghetti Factory beforehand. And um, it's like, a, it's always a, a, a big thing. Um, but that said, I would be more than happy to... Um, if I don't have the ability to go out to see those movies at home. I mean, I just watched rise of Skywalker on digital, uh, on, on, uh, uh Monday afternoon. And, uh, I, it's, it's the first time watching it on my home entertainment setup. And we get to the third act of the movie, which I did not enjoy in theaters. I like, I, 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 it's okay. The first time that I saw it, but like on my subsequent viewings, the other two times that I saw it in the theater, I was like, this is fine, but like, it's, it's so hard to like at that size and, and depending on the, the quality of the projector and whether or not the person uh, who, who, not that anybody really runs the projector on a ongoing basis, but like, that's kind of the whole thing now is that like, mm. it's all digital. It's all just done by the computer. Um, like they just set a timer and it just goes. And sometimes it plays the wrong movie because there's not a person sitting up there doing anything. Um, and nobody's like checking for quality on in terms of like focus or the, the light bulb in the projector or anything like that anymore. It's just, it's a, all of that kind of the artistry of, 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 uh, being a project projectionist, which used to be an actual job title. Um, it's all kind of gone away. Right. And as a result, seeing movies in the theater, it's, they're not, 
they're not awesome. I don't think, um, it, it, uh, it, you know, like IMAX can sometimes be a little bit different, but, but your average movie screen, it's like, okay, it's the communal experience that I enjoy, but watching something at home, I have a 55 inch screen TV. So it's, I mean, it's not, it's <laughs> oh, definitely not the, excuse me. <laughs> it's not the biggest, but like, it's, that's pretty big, right? Like certainly compared to, to what I grew up with as a kid. Um, and, and, you know, like my girls are, are definitely spoiled because these things are important to me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that, that I'm, you know, taking care of myself on that front. Home, and the fifth setup is stacked. <laughs> yeah. The 55 inch is feeling a little bit small to me these days, but, um, I'll take it. If yeah. Throw it, it away. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, but I, I, yeah, 55 inches, I, I, in, in high def is it's, it's not really that bad of an experience to watch at home. Um, the clone wars always looks great on it. Uh, star Wars rebels always looked great on it. Resistance, maybe not as much, but I, I go listen to rebel cells. If you want to hear me gripe about that. Um, I, but yeah, rise of Skywalker looked way better on my home setup and I was watching it and, and, you know, there's the shot where, um, where it looks like the Falcon is flying and then we kind of pull back and we see that it's being towed by the TIE fighters. Um, okay. in the theater, that's just a shot that like that, that was just, okay, neat. Um, but when I was watching it at home, it, it, I noticed just how much effort they put in to the lighting of that shot to make it look authentically like it did in the original trilogy like Mm. like that sort of stark very bright flat lighting um and uh and and it's just there's just things like that 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 i don't appreciate as much at the theater as i do um when i get to view it at home so if ghostbusters afterlife comes out if they're like hey vod on the release date um and they're like hey it's 25 30 dollars to rent this i'd be like yeah I mean, if Crystal and I were going to see it in IMAX, it's about forty-five bucks. So uh, for yeah. the for the two of us, right? So I would be willing to pay upwards of forty dollars to be able to watch that at home, um, so that they're still getting the same ticket price essentially. But at a certain point, if they've got if they own their platform, right? So for example, uh, Ghostbusters being uh, uh, a Sony film, if they're like, yeah, okay, we're gonna do this, but you have to have a Sony device to watch this mm-hmm. um so it's like you either got to do it on a playstation 4 or uh if you've got a sony tv or a sony laptop or whatever that you can do this with um then then yeah like that's that's like they own the distribution platform and and uh, i gotta buy it through the playstation store or whatever um in order to rent it through the playstation store then then they just they're just making money hand over fist because now all of a sudden we've cut out the middleman of the movie theater and we're not giving them anything right which is sort of the the thing that i think disney is starting to figure out with disney plus Mm. is like yeah let's let's not worry about distributing these on television networks that we have to have complicated partnerships and other territories and that sort of thing let's just disney plus direct to consumer that's why netflix is so successful that's why netflix can make ten thousand shows and yeah i only watch like six of them uh but 
that doesn't matter because they're making shows for their direct consumer market. Like, like I'm paying directly for the shows that I watch and so is everybody else. And we're not all watching the same stuff. Right. So it's a, there's a, a totally different dynamic there when you, when you start going to that, that sort of a model. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, this could be the turning point. This could be, this could be where everything changes, but, um, it, that's, we have to wait and see how everything plays out over the next couple of months and where the dust settles and, and, uh, and when, when the crisis is over, how many of the things that, that these corporations were willing to do, um, in order to basically stay in business right now, are they willing to do, uh, after the fact, right? Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? Would you, would you watch Ghostbusters at home or do you, does it need to be the theater for you? I mean, look, if they release at home, I'm going to watch at home, right? Like it's, yeah. you know, we're, we're diehard fans. We want to see it. We're going to do it however we can. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like a little bit of the magic would be gone. I think for me to not yep. see it in a, in a theater. Cause you know, you mentioned it before. I love the way you, you called it a communal experience, which it is like you get together, you know, you go to that first show at your local theater all like the really nerdy guys are there. It's, you know, you usually get a really good crowd and everybody's cheering at the, at the fun parts and, and laughing. And like the audience is, is usually very respectful that, you know, in most first showings that I've seen stuff and, you know, it's, it's always, uh, everyone's happy to be there and enjoying themselves. And it's just, I don't know. It's just something really magical about being there with your, your fellow nerds and, and, and really, just kind of enjoying yourselves together for the first time and being in the moment together. Yeah. Um, especially for stuff like star Wars and, and, uh, you know, for me and you ghostbusters and, you know, all the Marvel flicks. Like I, I think the only movie I, I didn't get around to seeing, and it wasn't even because I didn't want to see it. I just, I didn't get to see, um, uh, captain Marvel in theaters. Like that's the only Marvel movie I haven't seen the, the night it came out. Uh, and even like the non MCU Marvel movies, like all the X Men movies, Spider Man, everybody, uh, it's just something about like, yeah, let's let's get together and celebrate our fandom. It's the same reason we do celebration, right? Is we want to come yeah. together and then like, you know, all right, we're gonna go to dinner afterwards. We're gonna talk about the movie. Like that that whole experience for me, you know, I don't want to call it sacred, but it's you know, there's definitely something to it that is, is just magical and and satisfying. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would definitely be sad, but I'm, I'm not. I have a PlayStation Four. I would be <laughs> like the second that was available, yeah. I'd be watching it from home. And you know, I have a nice setup too. Um, but like, I worry that, I worry that it's going to exclude people who aren't able to do that, who don't have a PS4, who don't have their Sony products. They're going to feel like, well, how much money do I have to spend yeah. to see Ghostbusters now? And you know, and you know, hopefully, you know, down the line by July, it's, you know, we're not still in the, in this state of, uh, you know, being on edge and panic and caution. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would feel bad for the fans who wouldn't, you know, who would, who would be in this situation and wouldn't be able to see it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really of two minds of it. I, I agree with everything you said that if they can, you know, maybe they should, uh, if they do it, we'll enjoy it. We'll figure out a way to do it. Um, but I just, I really hope 
no fan is left behind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's really the thing that I feel strongest about. Um, but, yeah, I would absolutely have no problem sitting down <laughs> and watching it. I, I wouldn't be like, no, I'm going to wait, wait, wait till because of... No, yeah. like, it's Ghostbusters today. Let's go. Who cares? Close the, the blinds. <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of stuff out of necessity. But uh, but if you had the choice, would you go to the theater? It's like, yeah, of course I'd go to the theater. Um, mm-hmm. Like if I, and it's one of the greatest things of of uh, like sort of one of the best bright sides of this whole uh, I, uh, shut in life uh, is me realizing um, I don't I'm nothing really changes for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not seeing my friends that I work with. I, I, but I've been, I've actually been working from home a lot lately since, since Cassie was born. Um, and I'm on part-time paternity leave right now. So, um, Mm. I'm only working three and a half days a week anyways. Um, so I was only going into the office two days a week, uh, before this all happened. Okay. I, so, so I was only seeing, seeing my friends those, those couple of days. Um, and then the rest of the time I'm basically with my family anyways, uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then the majority of my friendships, uh, I, they actually, this is exactly how they happen. I, the, the people that are the most important, I, I tend to talk to, um, I, uh, on a podcast cause I've created a podcast so that I can stay in touch with them. <laughs> uh, and then, and then everybody else I stay in touch with, uh, with, um, with text, right? Like with, whether it's on, on mobile, like on my phone, text messaging, or it's Facebook or, or WhatsApp or what have you. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that, that hasn't really changed. Um, and, and I could kind of like, it's, it's, it's funny that like, I think, well, if they did release it in July on VOD, cause the movie theaters still aren't open or, or it's, you know, we're still not feeling super safe in that environment. Um, I definitely wouldn't want to watch it by myself. <laughs> right. Like yeah, I would still, course. I would still want to want to say like, you know, to a, you know, select group of people like, Hey, do you want to come over? And, I, uh, I, and, and, and watch this, uh, at my place, I'm going to rent it. Right. Um, which I'm sure is what what would end up happening if that were the case, and I'm sure that that's why that's one of the reasons why it doesn't happen, right? Mm. Because you know, it's kind of it, like uh, it, it it could be this generation's oh come over for the big fight we're gonna we're gonna yeah. rent the fight, yeah, the next yeah. thing like that. Yeah, pay per view isn't really a thing for 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 us uh, that much, right? Um, mm. So this would be this would be that sort of thing. Um, it would have to be. I think, I think if they started doing it on a regular basis, it would have to end up being priced that way. Um, sure. So it's sort of like ah, this is going to be like sixty bucks. So you better make sure that you've got some friends coming over and everybody's chipping in and and that sort of thing to kind of make up for ticket sales. But uh, I I don't know. It, it, it like I said, we it, it's everything's still so in flux. It feels like everything is changing on like a daily basis. Um, and only really today do I feel like it's actually starting to calm down a little bit where everybody's mm. kind of like settling into like, okay, so this is our, this is our new normal for, for the moment. Um, but, uh, 
I, you know, we'll, we'll weather it, we'll get through it. And, and then, and then life will go back to, to, um, some semblance of normal, but, uh, but it's just, it's interesting to me to think about what stuff is going to be changed forever, right? What's, what stuff's going to be irrevocable. It's like, mm-hmm. To go back to the last time that I think something major like this happened, which would have been 9-11, if you watch a movie before September 11th, 2001, uh, that involves uh, destruction on a mass scale, let's say like an Independence Day or something like that, um, the explosions are very like, it's a ball of fire. Right? Like like the (laughs) whole building Mm -hmm. is a ball of fire. All of the White House is a ball of fire. And then 9-11 happened and we all watched that, some of us in real time, on the news as it happened um, and saw what actually happens when a building collapses because of an explosion. And then you think of all like everything after that and Man of Steel is always, I think, the, the, the biggest example of this. And that, that sort of like mushrooming effect of the building collapsing it's like that's what we see mm. in movies now. We saw it in in Man of Steel. We saw it in uh, Transformers Three is another great example of, of, of like a really big uh, uh, disaster uh, style movie that did that. Um, and it and it kind of it changed the way that we looked at things, right? It, it it changed the the reality of that, and it actually kind of like it made this imprint on a lot of creative people that came out in our media over the next twenty years, um, twenty plus years now be very interesting to see the movies five or six years from now um the stuff that that sort of uh the stuff that's being written right now as people are in isolation and they're writing these these stories and are they all going to be about pandemics and and um and uh viruses and 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 that sort of thing no i don't think so but i think you know, within the next few years, we're going to see all these movies that are about isolation, that are about, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, mass panic and and uh, 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 sort of like the selfishness of society and and stuff like that. Like these themes are going to start to crop up in our movies, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, like a big blockbuster, like a Marvel movie or it's something, you know, smaller, like a smaller independent film like that subject matter is going to creep in there and and it'll be it, it'll be a, an interesting exercise you know 10 years from now to start going like where did that affect stuff <laughs> where did that affect our media and the conversation and and the stuff that was coming out because um because it's going to it's 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 gonna be um there's there's a whole generation of young people uh much younger than us that's uh that you know, like this is going to be formative for them in the same way that, that I think nine eleven was, was formative for us. So nine eleven, yeah. Columbine and stuff like that, that like all, everything that kind of happened around that time, um, that really informs the type of movies that, that our generation makes. So to kind of, to kind of jump on that a little further, like the, the example that I always think of, uh, is how, you know, Japan, obviously had had two nuclear explosions and i don't want to say that they had it like obviously it was the united states that did it but uh it really impacted the culture 
there where, you know, eventually manga and l- later still anime, the the themes of just the apocalypse. Yeah. Like they experience the apocalypse. That's why it's so prevalent yeah. in their um you know, I don't I don't know the right way to phrase it, but like so much of of their of their art and media has been yeah. influenced by that imagery of yeah. You know that just the mushroom cloud, and like you see it in almost every anime and every manga. Oh right? yeah, it's 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 in their it's psyche, in right? Like like yeah. To to just throw up the examples, it's like Ghost in the Shell, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, uh, Akira, Akira, uh, uh, Battle Angel, uh, <laughs> like everything. Uh, not everything, but so many things have that that post there. It's a it's a very specific flavor uh, in 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 their their uh, sci-fi genre of a post-apocalyptic um, new civilization. So so uh, a catastrophe happens, and then uh, the the civilization rebuilds on top of that in a new mm-hmm. way. And technology is usually a really big part of that. And that actually so much of that has to do with after world war two all of the sanctions that said like you guys can't build you can't build uh, uh the same as it is for germany right you can't build uh warplanes you can't build battleships you can't build tanks can't build weapons can't, which was all stuff that japan was um in the in the 1930s they were getting into they were ramping up and that's one of the reasons why they were such a a, a force in in world war two um they were they were uh, prohibited from doing any of that stuff, so all of their industry pivoted away from that into electronics, and that's why in the eighties we saw that all of our electronics were coming from Japan, right? It was all mm. it was all Sony and and uh, Toshiba and like it, it, and that was because they were forced into that situation, um, and it comes across in the media that was coming out at that exact same time. And that's exactly what we just talked about. All of that uh, anime and manga that's from that era um, that 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 plays with those those tropes. Like it it that's what was going on in their psyche, and whether it was conscious choice or not, um, it all it all kind of ends up in their media, which is which is a really interesting effect. Um, I've said the word this interesting the so many times, but that's okay. This is the best Ghostbusters discussion I've ever had. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah. We we really haven't even talked that much about <laughs> Ghostbusters. Let's 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 actually let's zero in on Ghostbusters cool. uh, to close this out. We'll we'll do maybe about like five or ten more minutes, um, and then and then we'll close it out. But uh, I I'm gonna ask you a question about oh, Ghostbusters. Hit me. hit me. Why is Ghostbusters? so important to you to me yeah man oh that is a very difficult question to answer i i have so many oh man where to even begin how to how to form this into one cohesive answer um i mean i'm a star wars fan but i was ghostbusters fan first my whole life i like i i i don't know what it is and it just it was such like a family thing too. Like yeah. my whole family yeah. can quote any line from Ghostbusters. If you say a line in Ghostbusters one or two, 
to any of my family members, they can give you the next line. Uh, so it was just such a big, just present part of my life for as literally as long as I can remember. Um, plus, like, once I started going to uh, art school in Manhattan and working in Manhattan and, and just in general being in Manhattan, because I'm in Staten Island, which is part of New York City, but it's like the forgotten borough. <laughs> so to speak. So there's five boroughs of New York City and we're, we're like the suburb part that everyone likes to forget about uh, with good reason. But, you know, I wasn't really around Manhattan that much, but once I started to like actually be there, it felt like home and those movies just felt more like, yeah, this is, this is my home. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is our, these are our films. When I think of New York movies, like it's Ghostbusters to me. Those movies are so New York. Yeah. There's so much uh, of, you know, New York is kind of a character in those movies. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Which I always really appreciate. Like it yeah. really feels, you know, you walk around Manhattan and it feels like Ghostbusters in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so, I, see, I mean, I've, I've never been and it's one of those things like it's on my list and I've always wanted to go. And that's one of the reasons it's like. Uh, Ghostbusters is just like it is a, it like it's literally a character in the second movie. Um, mm -hmm. That 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 movie doesn't really have a plot without the character of Manhattan um, as an integral part of it. That's kind of the whole point is that <laughs> Vigo is able to do what he does because he's in this 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 town with all this right. this frustration <laughs> and anger, yeah. um, and he takes advantage of it. So yeah, right. Yeah. No. And sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, the one quick note on, I think, why it's it's still so close to me is, like I said, it was it was there for my formative years, and, like, it really kind of established my sense of humor mm -hmm. from the beginning. Like, I understood humor through Ghostbusters. Like, I, like and, and it was one of those things that, you know, when you're younger, a lot of those jokes go above your head, but the older you get, the more it kind of gives you, and the more you understand, and the more you just kind of unpack and appreciate, and... I feel like that's a movie I've seen over 500 times, probably both of them over 500 times, because yeah. one of those movies that I can watch it and then I can just put it on again and watch it again. Yeah. Um, and every time, no exaggeration, I watch any of those movies, I notice something else and I appreciate something else differently that I didn't the previous time. Because yeah. it's, it's just like it's so well crafted and, and just like, you know, it's been said to death on the comedic genius on, on of course, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis. Uh, Ivan Reitman obviously was a big part of it, and you know everyone, Lewis, Janine, every, everybody, Winston, yeah. of course, everybody forgets Winston. It drives me crazy that everyone forgets him. And I almost <laughs> forgot. Uh, it's just like it's such an amazing group of people, and all the people, you know, the editing is perfect. Like the music is great. Like it's just one of those things that it's just a complete package that, yeah. for me, I can always go back to it and and enjoy it. You know, not quite like the first time I saw it because I've seen it so many times, but I can always be present when I'm experiencing it. Yeah. What about you? Now that I rambled about it. Yeah. I, well, so I, I, I have a, I have a phrase that I, that I coined last year, uh, which is a, a perfect 10 movie. And, uh, yeah. and my, my literal benchmark for what a perfect 10 movie is, is Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, it's the movie that, that, that led to me defining that term for myself. Um, and a perfect 10 movie is a movie where there isn't a single thing worth changing. Uh, it, there's not a frame out of place. There's not 
um, there, there's not a bad performance. There's not, uh, uh, and, and sometimes a perfect 10 movie has a bad performance, but that bad performance is part of why it's a perfect 10. Right. <laughs> so like I said, like there's not a thing worth changing. It's not that it couldn't have been a better movie. Um, but, but it couldn't be better. <laughs> right. Like it's sort of a little bit of a paradox. Um, and it's movie, it's movies like Ghostbusters. It's like the first back to the future, um, I, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump. I like, like there, there's just, they're rare and they come around like maybe you're lucky if you get one every year. Um, mm-hmm. like I'm hard pressed to think like last year, I guess Endgame probably fits in that. Endgame is probably a perfect 10, but, but Endgame it's and uh, the MCU has, has kind of broken that mold because it's like, is this a movie or is this just, Right. the latest issue of chapter 21. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, like in recent, in recent history, I, I, a movie that really goes o- overlooked that's, that's sort of a, a, in this caliber, I think is the movie oblivion with Tom Cruise, where it's like, I don't care if you don't like that movie, if it's not your cup of tea, that doesn't matter to me. Um, whether you like that movie or not, that movie is, exactly what it's supposed to be and and ghostbusters defines that for me i i have met people in my life that have said to me eh i don't really like ghostbusters <laughs> and those people i i can't fathom how they could feel that way but i w- and and it's like they're totally valid in having their own opinion on it even if it's wrong but <laughs> i will fight them with my dying breath uh if they try and tell me that it is not a perfect movie uh you don't have to like it but you know like it it you can't deny that ghostbusters is a perfect movie um and then on top of it i think i think the thing that that works so well with it is exactly what we were talking about that family element of um yeah there's the movie but then there's also the cartoon and there were also the toys and the cereal and the, the ecto cooler and like, it was a whole thing. Right. Um, and, and being born in 1985, I, I just, I'm just like right in the pocket for it. Right. (laughs) Um, that like, it's, it's inescapable that Ninja Turtles, I, I, any boy born between, I think like 1980 and 19, I, th- I would say 1990 like it, it it's pretty hard to escape these things like they had this gravity to them that just kind of pulled you in and uh, i i what like what what an incredible concept just in in its uh in its simplest form um and dan Aykroyd, like i think i think one of the things that that makes it last so long for me is is again what you talked about where every time you go back it's different and there's something else to explore and something else to dig into and how much i appreciate how much more i appreciate um dan Aykroyd's imagination in creating mm-hmm. this world and and i mean i would love to see um in the same way that they did the star wars comic book like full like the Star Wars, which was uh, right. an adaptation of George Lucas's original screenplay, the one that everybody said like this is too big, you could never make this movie, um, and so he broke it down into three parts and then just made the first part. Um, 
like in the same way there's a there's a version of ghostbusters that dan Aykroyd wrote that everybody was like uh dan this no one's no one can make this movie this the movie <laughs> that you've just yeah stupid. the movie that you just pitched is like 500 million dollars in 1984 <laughs> uh so yeah like uh let's let's bring it into modern time let's make it reality let's uh there's no aliens there's no spaceships it's none of that <laughs> stuff um bring it i would love to see somebody do a comic book or a cartoon or something that that takes that source material and adapts that because i just think it's it's so brilliant in its conception but then uh again like the next layer on top of that is ivan reitman and harold ramus coming in and taking the genius of everything of this sort of like stream of consciousness narrative that that dan Aykroyd created and going like what's important here mm. and let's let's reduce it i let's take it from from this this really rich fatty sort of i i i also delicious but in a different way meal and reduce <laughs> it right down to the juice like right down to the gravy and that's what that movie is. It's like it's everything you need and nothing you don't. Um, and and that that aspect of it, it's just I, I think that's I think that's why it lasts and why it's a classic. Um, and and it's like it's it's timeless. Like Kara loves Ghostbusters Aww. and and she loves it because like as a kid, I think there's something really powerful in in telling your children yeah there are scary things out there yeah there are ghosts there are things that go bump in the night there are monsters and terror dogs and stay puff marshmallow men but if you stick together with your friends and you put your and you put your heads together right science can win we're human beings and we have something that they don't and that's this ability to overcome with our with our ingenuity and our creativity and like that stuff is all like those are some really lofty ideas to get into a kid's head but it's really simple when you go here's a proton pack here's a neutrino wand and here's a ghost trap i ain't afraid of no ghosts it's right there right and like i talk about it right now it's like the hair on my arm is standing up because (laughs) because there's just something visceral about that of like uh, like i said there are scary things out in the world and kids know that they know that instinctually um and it's ingrained in us as human beings but here's a a cartoon that comes along and says that they don't have superpowers they don't have there's nothing really special about them other than the fact that they're smart uh and they're brave and they're friends and and it's sort of those three things that that come together and you go you know uh, i nothing can stand up against them and and as a kid i i you know like that there's i just think there's nothing more empowering than than being a a a, a 6 year old with a with a, a a a neutrino wand that that projects a ghost on the wall, um, and you can catch that ghost and 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 lock away the bad stuff in the in the containment unit, right? Like, I don't know. There's a there's a magic in that 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 Dan Aykroyd was was hitting on, and that's it's the core reason why I don't feel like the 2016 Ghostbusters movie is a Ghostbusters movie. They blow the ghosts up. 
and yeah. that's that's not that's not how it works and that's not me being like a nitpicky fanboy of like mm, you didn't watch the movie good it's there's a there's an alchemy in the the process that that they put in that film of you know like we we take the reading we figure out how to catch this ghost contain it and 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 trap it indefinitely um and that like there's just it there's a control there that's different from destroying than that's different from from killing and blowing up it's a uh, it, there's a there's a power in in being able to 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 say like no we're the master of these things these supernatural things um and it's missing in that movie uh and 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 it's it's for me it's one of the reasons why it doesn't work so yeah ghostbusters is it, there it, there are very few things like it there are very few things like it uh and uh, and i think that it's that it's a a, a, a special um franchise that deserves to be treated that way and and i i i think that jason reitman's gonna do a good job so i'm i i can't wait i can't wait for for afterlife i think we're in the right hands casting paul rudd as uh as as our proxy as as the proxy for all of us fans that grew up with the ghostbusters i think was is the the best indicator at how on the nose uh, the movie's going to be, uh, and, and how well it knows the subject matter. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well said. Awesome. Okay. So I, we went longer than I expected, but I kind of almost expected us to do that too. Um, thank you so much, Joe, for, uh, for, for joining me. Hopefully this whole thing doesn't last long enough that I have to bring you back on again. But <laughs> also, I mean, like, this was fun and I like the idea of doing these live streams and I don't know, I might, I might try and find, make, find a way to make this a permanent thing. So I, I, I don't think it'll be every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday night, but, but we'll see what we can do in the future. Like I said, the stuff that we're doing, the concessions that we're making, the, the adaptations that we're developing uh, for this crisis, some of these things are going to stick with us <laughs> afterwards and who knows, Absolutely. maybe, maybe these live streams will be one of those things. So if they are, I will definitely have you back on to, to have you listen to me talk about things <laughs> again. Um, well, you, you know, I'll be home. So yeah, this is true. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. Everybody go follow Joe on Instagram and Twitter oh, and Facebook, uh, Joe Hogan art. Uh, you won't be uh, sad that you did. Uh, just it, it, because this is a, an audio medium, I'll just give a brief description. Joe does a whole lot of Star Wars stuff that is very much uh, in the style of the Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars series. Um, but I would say that Joe has taken that style and grown past that, beyond that, into something that I think is even better. Um, so, well, too uh, kind said. Uh, yeah, well, I have to, I have to a little bit. <laughs> I, I, and he's also one of the nicest guys I know. So, uh, well, so I go... gave you twenty dollars to say that before. The, uh, I gave <laughs> before. Uh, it's true. It's true. I. So, uh, but that's it. That's it for our first quarantine zone episode. Uh, I hope everybody is staying uh, safe and staying sane out there. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually going to have 
my wife, Crystal, Ooh. on the podcast. Uh, and uh, she's not the only special guest that will probably be joining us because I don't know if you guys could hear it in the background, but Cassie didn't want to go to sleep. Uh, and she probably uh, that... won't tomorrow night either. So uh, she will <laughs> probably be on the podcast with us babbling away. Yeah, and family show. Nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, so look forward to that. Uh, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow night, uh, 8.30 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. Uh, if not, you can always find it uh, on podcast services the next day. Uh, just go search for Thunder Quack Podcast uh, on whatever podcast service uh, you you choose to listen. Here, here we go. I think it's Facebook.com slash Thunder Quack. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Thunder Quack Pod. And, uh, and, I, and I think on Instagram, it's Thunder Quack Pod as well. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ArcWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, if you, if you enjoyed this and you want more of it, go support us, uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, and you can get early access to the thunderquack podcast every week, uh, on Tuesdays, uh, or you can just get it for free on Fridays, but it comes with ads. Uh, cool. Uh, again, thank you, Joe, for joining me. Thank you to everybody who was in the chat. Uh, all of our, uh, our diehard, uh, uh, Thunder Quack fans, uh, Jason, uh, Sherston, Sarah Bath, uh, although Sh- Sarah Bath went to sleep because it's very late uh, for her. Um, and, uh, ooh, oh, I see that Matt Cranky is in there as well, the crankster himself. Uh, thank you, everybody who joined us live, and, uh, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye, guys. Stay safe. <laughs>